1023 Informative Local Independable. I'm your host, Tammy Martin. It's the Pensacola Expert, and it's our favorite day of the week, the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. It's always a good time to have you, Mike. It's great to be here. You know, it's a beautiful morning out there. It really is. It is. I mean, it's going to be hot. You know why it's beautiful why on a beautiful? Tuesday? Because it wasn't beautiful on Saturday and Sunday. I was going to say, because we're working today, right? Yes, exactly. I understand why. Completely. Oh, no. It, that's kind of the way it's been lately. It really is. Oh, I'm over it. And then um, I was, actually, it was funny. It was only on Tuesday, and I'm already looking at the weather for the beach on Saturday. Oh, you know, and I It's do, golden right now. I think we're good. So I'm looking forward we're good to it. right now. However, however, I did look, I guess, yesterday at kind of the long range. And I said, you know, we do a lot of talk about watering the lawn and such on the garden line. And we need to have a few words about that because it's not going to rain for till next Tuesday. Oh, thank goodness. That's, I'm well, sorry, but no, I'm excited no, 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 about it. No, no, no. Let me, let me stop you right there. That was yesterday. Oh. <laughs> today, today, something like got 40% on Thursday or something on that order. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's just, it hasn't, okay. gone, it hasn't so gone away. I'm okay with the 50% chance all summer long because that's normal. That's it's correct. It's the 80s and 90% that I get frustrated with on the weekends. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And, but, you know, lately it seems like it's a it's like a 60% and then the storm blows up. Right. And then it just rains all day. <laughs> That's exactly right. No, no question. But what we've got to do is, of course, this is where it gets a little, you know, iffy about what to do about watering your plants in your yard. Because you're right. When it gets into the 90s, I mean, it dries out so fast. Oh, yeah. So fast. So I would um, I'd continue to leave my sprinkler system or however you've got your sprinkler set at least three times a week. 30 minutes, maybe, maybe a little less if you're up in the northern part of the county. Gulf Breeze, maybe a little bit more just because of the consistency of your soil. But um, we've, we've had this conversation so many times on the garden line because we just don't know. Right. It's so unpredictable. And every source that you look at is different. <laughs> Yeah, so, I know, right? So who knows? You can just knows? get the whole gamut. We could have think, snow next week. I, you never exactly. know. I'm just going to walk out in the backyard, <laughs> and look up, and see what it looks like. But um, do do be careful because in this heat, everything dries out so fast. So Paul uh, with Blue Sky Landscaping said, "Good morning." So well, good, good morning, morning to Paul. You. How are you? Hey, let me interrupt you a second. Okay, sure. Uh, I um went to um one of his customers' homes uh-huh. for a little event this weekend and saw the beautiful, beautiful sun patients that he oh. had planted in this mass just a huge mass of them hundreds of plants and it was a showstopper well, i want to see a right picture now. paul yeah and i'll get a picture for you too but yes. um paul it was just absolutely gorgeous the whole landscaping you did there using a lot of the um what we used to call the tractor plants the leopard plants if you will um just gorgeous absolutely gorgeous uh, he said as sandy as we are though we definitely need the rain you know i told him I need a tan, <laughs> so I'm tired of the rain. Absolutely, my I tan am. is going away, and I'm sad I, about it. I know, I'm a little scared. I got to go see my dermatologist. I don't. I don't want to. I, le- just, I don't hey, want the lecture. I just went to mine last week. It's you're going to be so okay. You're done. I'm so done you're for done. the year. <laughs> see, you just go get it over with. Let's get the lecture through. So and then smart. That is so smart. Yeah, Paul. Anyway, your landscaping looked great. Um, a lot of um ornamental grasses and the um tractor plants that's what i like to call them they look like big lily pads but yeah in the fall you talk about a showstopper it'll send up these beautiful yellow blossoms anyway it's a great landscape design mm-hmm. and um, paul did a great job perfect
Perfect. And if you have a question or comment for us, if you want to send us your pictures, your gardening questions, 437-1620. And like I said, Les, we get them in now so we can get to all of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. We want to make sure we get to all your questions. So make sure you're getting them in early. 437-1620. Absolutely. You know, one thing I'd like to finish up. We started talking last week about microclimates. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. We started talking about that. Um, matter of fact, it's a nice article from Tallahassee Nurseries. Remember, we uh-huh. talked about what, yep. if you're over in Tallahassee and you got a little bit of time and you're a plant person, go to Tallahassee Nurseries. They are so, so good. Um, but uh, microclimates are important. They, they talk, this article came, came from them. Um, it says locations in your yard, golly, even a few um, feet apart, can um, experience different temperatures. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, so buildings and water, uh, building and walls and water and earth, all release heat at the different times, and the different um, amounts. And so you need to, or you can, create your own microclimate by picking a particular location in your yard to plant your tender plants. Okay. Now the article from um, the boys in Tallahassee. Were, uh, was really geared to citrus. But here in Pensacola, if you're going to plant citrus, it would be nice to follow these rules to um, have less um, effect from the cold. Mm-hmm. But you could also look at your hibiscus, your crotons, many of your subtropical plants that you could plant in a certain area that might have them carry over into the next year. Um, sometimes 19 degrees are not going to be carried over anywhere. But say we went down to 20. If you plant them according to these rules these guys have set, you might survive. Here, so here's some of the rules. You ready? Yes. Okay. Any wind block can help. And um, we've always preached that on the garden line, that um, if you plant on the um, south side of the house, obviously to avoid the north wind, mm-hmm. that you might save yourself a couple of degrees and your plant might do better. Okay. And here's one that I thought was interesting. It said large tree canopies trap heat at night, so plant right on the edge of that canopy. Well, I think you're going to have to be careful with that one. You don't want to put, um, say, a citrus or um, some of your other plants, like mandevilla, mm-hmm. hibiscus, in a shady area. So, But they're saying plant on the edge of a large tree canopy because it is emitting heat at night. Um, it says buildings release heat at night, so you could plant oh, 10 feet or so from a wall of, of a building. Very interesting. And here's another one, too. I like this, especially in Pensacola, Gulf Breeze, et cetera. Uh, water releases a lot of heat at night, so plant near ponds or the water. But also, this is one now. I've been in the business a long time, Tammy. I've never heard this one. Since water releases a lot of heat... Mm-hmm. They're saying plant near your swimming pool. Huh. Never, ever. Never? Don't do that? No, no, no. I've never heard it. Oh, you heard, just never I've heard never it? I've never heard it. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, concrete releases heat at night. And we've always talked about that because concrete releases heat. The street uh-huh. releases heat. Asphalt releases heat. And so if you have a tender plant, plant it closer to the street because even in a winter, it's going to release some heat. Some heat, okay. Um, but we've always said that in relation to, here we go, back to the bad bugs again, the sod worms and the chinch bugs and that type of thing. 
in that they like a warm turf, warm grass, warm soil, and next to the street, Mm -hmm. they get that. But you can also plant there to help protect your plants. And here we go. These are some easy ones. These are some big ones here. Cities are are warmer than the country. Uh (laughs) Lower elevations um, are cooler. Higher elevations are better. And some locations just aren't good. If you've got a big field located on a low plain um, in the country, say, Mm -hmm. um, don't do it. Don't even try it. Yeah, Mike, we're gonna get, we have about a minute left so uh, before our break, so we're going to get to a quick phone call. Good morning. How Let's are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing well. And as a man that uh, – this is Michael from the west side, the best side, of course. <laughs> the, west but, is, uh, the west is the best, right, Michael? Yes, sir. You know it, uh, <laughs> Mr. Mike. Hey, listen, uh, I tell you, I do a little grass cutting on the side for a lot of friends. Yeah. And if you want to make your lawn care guy really unhappy, plant everything around that pool. So when he weed whacks, it'll all go in your pool. <laughs> and then you'll have a lot of expenses with your chemicals and then trying to net it out, get all the stuff out of there. And in addition, just my last comment is uh, I heard too, Mike, it's probably from that same book, Gardening for Dummies. Oh, yeah, that's if what I need. you take yeah. your dryer out of your house and get your, or not you say, you, you, you know what you're talking about. If you get an extension cord and put your drying machine by your swimming pool and dry your, I mean, by your plants and dry your clothes out there, your plants will do better, too. <laughs> I have to tell you. Well, I've never a, heard of that. That's, a first. that's a first. On, that's hey, a I first. That's a first. It's an amazing it. idea. Let's yeah, it, 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 it belongs you. in that book. Yeah. Yeah. Let me yeah. get this straight. So we're going to get my clothes dryer and extension cord and do it out by the pool. Okay, that's, that's, yep. that's cool. Good idea. Well, yeah, it, it'll heat the plants up. It'll heat the plants up. Yeah. Okay, Michael, well, i got to ask you a favor. I love your idea. One. All right, please call me back because you've yes, got sir. some great stuff Thanks, here. Thanks, Mike. Okay, have did, a great day. Yeah. Thank love you. Love y'all. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Amy, see you. We need to take a quick break. If you have a question or comment, 437-1620. Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. I'm your host, Tammy Martin. It's the Pentacle Expert Panel. Like I said, it's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. It's a wonderful Tuesday. We love this Tuesday. So send in your questions, send in your pictures. If you want to give us a phone call, you're welcome to, or a text, 437-1620. That's 437-1620. We already have a couple of questions this morning, Mike, that we can get to. I'm not sure I'm going to have time for the questions, Tammy, because I am, <laughs> I'm on the phone with my um, washer and dryer guy. <laughs> see if we could move it out by the pool. Uh, thanks for calling, Mike, <laughs> oh, Mike from the west side. That was a great call. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good way to save those tropical plants, but um, it's a new one on me. Right. So we had a friend text in, what is, uh, what is it that you use for potting soil in our outdoor pots? Oh, good idea. If it's going to be in a pot, mm-hmm. um, a good um, light, I could say light, but it has a little bit of vermiculite or perlite in it, mm-hmm. potting soil. And I have to say it's this way. Sometimes you can translate the best potting soil to the cost. 
Okay. Um, some of your more expensive ones, like Brown Earth by Cravens, up it's a company up in in Georgia, uh, is really good. But there are a lot of other ones on the market. Miracle Grow makes a very good one. I've used a lot of that in pots. But one that's kind of light, not mucky and and um, wet, if you will. So um, it's not not hard to do. Uh-huh. I I wouldn't, quite frankly, if it's in a pot, wouldn't try to mix my own. Um, because if you're planting in the ground, that's a whole different deal. That's where you want to use our Canadian sphagnum peat moss and our organic material for some things, even a little bit of lime, and mix all that in the sand and, and, and plant that way. But if you're going to use potting soil, I, I think just a good um, quality potting soil um, will work. Perfect. And then another question from a friend. Mike, can you tell me the name of this bush that has small frost leaves? And I sent, I gave you a picture of it. The best I can do on that, the best I could do, wait a minute, is, is where did I wrote it down? Oh, <laughs> we're losing it, Mike. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, here we go. You ready? <laughs> yes. All right. Texas Ranger. I don't believe that name. Texas you don't, you don't Sage. Texas Sage is what my book calls it. Um, Texas Silverleaf, Ash Foot, Wild Lilac. Very interesting plant. Beautiful it is a beautiful plant, plant, plant though. Yes, absolutely. That is beautiful. It's really neat looking, too. That, that's what um, my book calls it. Uh, Texas Ranger. Now, I've never heard of that I plant would like that in before. A, but, um, I wouldn't mind that in a vase. <laughs> barometer bush. How's that? Yeah, barometer bush. Barometer bush. All right. <laughs> okay, so, and then... Um, really nice. Thanks for the picture, though. Yes, really appreciate it. thank you. Paul said, um, making compost tea is a great way to add nutrients to potted plants. How does one do that? How do we do that, Paul? I'm sure he will let us know. <laughs> I, bet he, I bet he will, too. <laughs> if you have a question or comment, want to send us a picture, you have a gardening question, you can call or text 437-1620. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. It's our favorite day of the week. I had one of our great listeners yeah. call me after the show um, last week uh-huh. and said, because uh, he and I talked about this rubber plant that he had inside his house. It wasn't doing very well at all. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I think I had told him along the way just to let it go. He said, I put coffee grounds on that rubber tree and it has perked up really well you never know you just never (laughs) Never know know. that's right some of these home remedies they work i mean i I believe in that kind of stuff so i think sometimes you know you can spend a lot of money on some of these fancy products and um, the old-fashioned ways sometimes work. It just no works. Doubt about That's it. right. And I want to remind you, if you're listening, um, that you can always go to News Radio 92.3 after the show, and I'm going to post a podcast for um, all the guests on my show, and you're welcome to download it, re-listen to it. So well, if you missed we, anything we this we morning, we would appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, head right on over to News Radio 92.3. It's under the garden line, and we're going to have this uh, podcast after the show. Exactly. So. I'm going to go back to Michael's phone call. We've yeah. been joking about this, <laughs> putting your washer and dryer up by the pool. But he did say something that uh, that really is important, that if you're landscaping and you have a swimming pool, mm-hmm. um, if you have a big crepe myrtle next to your swimming yes. pool, beautiful. But already the blossoms are kind of falling yeah. with all this rain and wind we've had, and they will get all over the pool. Your ornamental grasses, you would think that they would be safe, but like your muley grass, mm-hmm. the one that sends up the purple plumes, mm-hmm. in the fall – as those purple plumes get spent and they're through blooming, mm-hmm. 
they will blow into the pool. So there are a lot of plants. Live oak, number one. Yeah. Be careful there about Definitely. putting that close to your pool. Well, we're going to take a quick break here on the Pensacola Expert Panels. Get your questions in, 437-1620. Don't forget, Bands on the Beach is back on Tuesday. Thanks to the Santa Rosa Island Authority at the Gulfside Pavilion at 7. This week, it's Wester takes the stage. You don't want to miss out on that. Informative, local, dependable. I'm your host, Tammy Martin. If you have a question, comment, 437-1620. We would love to hear from you this morning. And uh, Paul says he loves that song, so thanks, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) And Paul also sent us the instructions for the compost tea. Uh, It is really compost and water. (laughs) It's an all-natural wonder. Not only can it power annual flowers, vegetable plants, and herbs, but it's also excellent for energizing perennials, shrubs, and even trees. Totally organic. Yes. Totally thank organic. you. Very thank good. You, we oh, were just discussing you. compost bins. I'm going to have to show. He, uh, Mike thought they were kind of outdated, but they're not. People use them all the time still in their kitchen. Interesting. I, yeah. I, um, I don't, and I don't too many, know, don't know too many people that do, but I'm glad to hear that because it's, yeah. it's a great way to fertilize, um, to, to make up a mixture yeah. that you can make, put anywhere in the soil. Absolutely. So Janet reminded us that we need to get to Malcolm's Weed. Oh, and I have a new name for Malcolm. It's Mondays with Malcolm on News Radio, and he loved it. So <laughs> that was just a side note. <laughs> Mondays, but well, that sounds Mondays really, with Malcolm. Really cool. I yeah. thought it was cool. Okay, well, we do because well, Malcolm brought you the weed. He did bring me weed. Okay, now it was a simple one. Uh-huh. Um, once I saw it, I know exactly what it was. It's nut sedge. Oh. Okay, let me tell you about nut sedge. There, there are three types of weeds in the world, in the whole world. Broadleaf weeds, like dollar weed, uh-huh. grassy weeds, like crabgrass, for example, and sedges. And Malcolm's is a nut sedge. Most of us here in Pensacola call it nut sedge because it's, got, it's a green foliage coming out of the ground, uh-huh. and the root, on the root itself, looks like a little, small little pecan, if you will, a little nut right there. It can really take over. Now, the one Malcolm sent us was a young one. That's why Malcolm was saying you could just pull it right uh, out of the ground. But this was before it even sends up a little stiff stem um, that identifies it as nutsedge. Now, if you think you may have nutsedge, here's what you do. That little stem that pops up out of the ground, mm-hmm. cut it off, run it between your thumb and your finger. And if, if it's, you feel that it's triangular, it's nutsedge. You're so good, Mike. Well, there's never anything he doesn't know. Oh, um, <laughs> I didn't know Texas Ranger, and I didn't know about the washer and dryer. <laughs> um, not a gardening tip, but my daughter read something about burning coffee grounds to repel mosquitoes. Oh, thank you so much. I need that one. <laughs> Welcome back. It's the Garden Line this Tuesday morning with Mike.
Mike Wiggins. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm your host, Tammy Martin. So get those questions in. Get your comments in. If you want to send a picture, text, or call 437-1620. We need to get to a phone call, Mike. Let's do it. Good morning. Thank you for being patient with us. How are you? Hi, good morning. Good Good morning. morning. Mike, got a question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, I have some uh, some vinca plants that uh, are yellowing leaves, and uh, surprising because I've had vincas in this area before, and I periodically replace them, and this time they're yellowing. And I'm curious. I've read some things that suggest that it's due to overwatering, um, and wondering if you can tell me if you're aware of if that could be a cause or if there's other reasons why vincas, which typically are uh, sun and salt tolerant. I should say I live in Gulf Breeze on the water. And um, if the leaves are substantially yellowing, is it too late? Uh, should I get rid of them or you know, might they come back? Well, let me say a few things about vinca. Um, one, if you're going to plant a summer annual that blooms, little white blooms, most, most vinca have a little red dot in the middle of them. Um, that's the plant to plant. Because it generally is pretty much bulletproof, if you will. It noth- nothing really gets to it. If you remember, we talked about it, oh, I don't know, maybe a month or so mm-hmm. ago. You don't want to plant it too early because then it'll get a little bit of root rot and you'll have some real problems. But if you plant it, say, in late April and May, you should be okay. Now, why are, is it turning yellow? And I, I don't know. If you're still on the line, i got to ask you a question. If you look at one of the leaves that's turning yellow is it just the whole leaf itself turning yellow is it on the edges or is it on the internal side of the leaf what where where would you say it's the the entire leaf entire leaf okay it's the entire leaf it's not the entire plant so the leaves are coming more from the outside toward the inside i got you like the older leaves are turning yellow before the newer leaves right i I got you so here's what i think we're dealing with here um because of that um i think we can discount fungus and bugs i don't think that's a part of the deal here we're dealing with some environmental problem now i think you may be onto something however it has been very difficult to overwater anything unless you've you know been adding to all this rain it could be the change in the weather we have all this wet weather all this wind and all of a sudden we dry up and we get into the mid 90s that could be part of the problem. Are you in full sun or shade, or what's the environment there? Where, where you've got it? It is full sun. That's good. That's, full I was gonna, sun. that's exactly where you want to be. So I'm going to go back to maybe the watering, if you will, um, and, and just be careful. If you think you're overwatering it, obviously, back off a little bit. Um, if we don't get any rain, get out there and water them. So many of our plants will tell us that there's a watering problem. And that may be your Vinca trying to say something to you. Well, that's not a very scientific explanation, but it, it easily could be. One other thing, you say you're on the water, on the, are you on the sound or the gulf or what have you? If you're on the, on the bay. Yeah, on the bay. If you're on the, um, the windward side, if you're on the side next to the bay where you get with all this wind and salt coming in, that could be a problem also. I don't really think so. I think you'd have more damage in your... You're saying, I think it's probably water. But one more thing it could be, and let me, let me mention this. 
if you look at the leaf and you say it's all yellow, understand, if the veins in the leaf are still green, but the rest of the leaf is yellow, sometimes, especially on other plants like gardenias, that's a sign of a lack of iron. So if you've got a little bit of fertilizer you can put on there, that a plant fertilizer that has iron in it, I'd, I'd try some of that and see if that doesn't help you recover. So watch your water, a little bit of fertilizer, cross your fingers. Thank you very much. Yes, and then uh, report back so we know how it's going. <laughs> yes, yes, please. You want to know if any well, of that works. Okay, thank you so much for calling. Vinca, All right. Vinca, so I saw what some, a great I saw, call. I saw, thank I, saw, you. I saw some Vinca over the weekend. A friend of mine had this huge bed of Vinca. And I don't want to make our caller feel bad, but this was a gorgeous. Was it? Gorgeous, huge. It's bigger than these two. I can make the caller feel great. It would be black and if it was my garden. <laughs> Nothing would be growing. It would yeah. all be dead from lack of water. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and as I as I walked out of the house, I, I mentioned to Mary Ellen. I said, "You know what? Um, we've got a few sun impatiens mm-hmm. that, for some reason, are kind of having the same problem as his vinca. And if they persist with that problem, it's not too late to plant some vinca if you could find it. So, okay. I, I thought I might replace it because what I saw this weekend was gorgeous. It's one of those annuals that." You look at your annuals like petunias or marigolds mm-hmm. or something on that order, and as it gets into this kind of weather, you know they're going to kind of start to deteriorate. Right. But vinca is the one plant I've always recommended. Say, hey, go for it. You know, mm-hmm. put it in. It'll last into September and even October. Wow. And it'll try to take over. It'll grow so fast. So the yellowing leaves, um, I, I hopefully we're on the right track yeah. with a little bit of fertilizer and a little maintenance as far as your water is concerned. Very good. And if you have a question or comment, you want to call or text, send us a picture. Garden questions, be happy to answer them for you. Or if you want to get rid of moles or you just a random. No, you didn't no, just say kidding. that, Terry. What did you say? I'm just say? kidding. We don't have the answer At for least you. you didn't say armadillos. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> we have we do not have the answer for you. Okay. Four four three seven sixteen twenty. <laughs> I'm starting something, I know. I'm sorry. I, I, I know you are. Okay. Okay. I got a little something here. Okay. Um I I I, I have I'm not I don't have a problem with this, but I, I can understand that there's so many citrus trees out there and mm-hmm. citrus plants and and what do I want to plant? Um but the names sometimes get really confusing. Um, what is a mandarin? What is a tangerine? What is a satsuma? How does it all fit in, mm-hmm. in so far as those plants are concerned? Well, you've got mandarin and tangerines, which you can find in the grocery store, are really used interchangeably, but they shouldn't. Because while a, this is, just gets a little crazy, while a tangerine is a type of mandarin, all mandarins are not tangerine well there's a little bit of confusion there it, there was this, some article i read in california said there are 167 different hybrids and varieties of citrus plants so anyway here we go you ready to yes. say what's what oranges we know what oranges are yep. they're second in size to grapefruits they have a thick skin a round shape and a, a very tart flavor now mandarins are a type of orange, and the overall category for tangerines, clementines, and satsumas. 
They all fall into that same category. And they are smaller and sweeter than oranges and a little flatter in shape. Mm-hmm. And they have a thinner, um, looser skin that makes them much easier to peel. Tangerines are a specific type of mandarin. You got all this? Oh, wow. Okay. No, I didn't know that. Okay, here but, we go. Um, I thought a tangerine was a small orange, but it's your it's sister to the It's a the specific mandarin. type of tan- mandarin. Absolutely. Okay. They're a, they're a bright orange color, slightly tougher skin, mm-hmm. and the flavor is a little less sweet and a bit more tart. Clementines, by the same token, are smaller type of mandarin oranges. They're super sweet, seedless, have red-orange skins, and are smooth and shiny. Um, you see them in the grocery store. I think I've seen them in Publix where they, they call them. Silly name here. Cuties and sweeties. Oh, we love cuties at home. Um, We love cuties. My little girl, she loves some cuties because they're easy to pill. That's why. We're going to take a quick break here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Get your questions in. We have a few more minutes. 437-1620. panel on your host Tammy Martin. I'm here with Mike Wiggins. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. You can call or text your questions 437-1620. That's one of my favorite songs, Mike. I like it too. You played it. some. You played some great stuff today. Thank you. I'm going like to bring another list next week. Oh, I love the list too. <laughs> I'm a list girl, so that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Carolyn wants to know when can I start planting a fall garden? Oh, it's, you know this is the time to start planning here in July. Because it's coming up soon. A lot of the plants, let's talk tomato plants, for example. Okay. You probably, I'll say you probably, you do need to get them in pretty early. Because what you're doing is for a fall garden, you're trying to plant many of these plants in anticipation of cold. Mm -hmm. Now, as we get into September and even October, you can plant collards and cabbage and turnips and radishes, such as that. Tomato plants, you probably need to start even in August. And to give you enough time for the plant to grow, produce, mm-hmm. and that's what you need to do. So I recommend this time of year is the time to plan and prepare. Okay. Take that garden. If it's, if it's a spring garden you had that's all just gone, you know, dig all it up, get all the weeds up, get it nice and flat and level, and, oh, a little level of Canadian sphagnum peat moss, a little organic material, a little bit of lime, turn all of that under and be ready to plant. Because the fall garden sometimes can be more successful than a spring garden huh. because you don't have quite the number of bugs and insects and disease that you have in the spring. Do you feel like, though, in uh, Florida, especially in Pensacola, it it stays so warm, though, for so long here? Does that matter? Well, it, it's funny. You have, to, you have to kind of roll the dice a little bit because you uh-huh. don't know. Go back yeah. to tomato plants. You know, they can't take a frost. So, right. Um, and when do we have a first frost? When do we have a first cold like weather? January. Well, well, the cold weather is more October. The interstate fair. The fair, yes. That's what I was about to say. The <laughs> yeah. fair. So when you put on your sweater. Because for the I first can time. promise you, when the pumpkin patch comes, mm. it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's never a year we're like, oh, it's fall. We're sweating to death. Exactly. So sometimes you just kind of got to guess. Yeah. Know? No, but, I agree. But you know, the best thing to do is for tomato plants is plant them probably earlier than you would envision. But there's okay. so many 
cold weather or cool weather vegetables that will put up with some of the cold. Okay. Like you said, the lettuce and the collards and the cabbage and the turnips and all of that. So, yes, a fall garden can be just as satisfying, if not more, than a spring garden. One day, Mike, I'm going to have a garden, you know, when I'm retired and don't have to do anything else. I would love to grow all the fruits and veggies. I would really? be so excited about that. No kidding. I've got, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I read an article the other day. This is for you. Okay. This is for you. A tomato plant, the, the article said, tomato plant that doesn't disappoint. Yes. This is called, you ready? An yes. Everglades tomato. Huh. Okay. Everglades tomato, um, it's not immune to all the problems that other tomato plants have, but it really is just a real producer. It's a small one. It's kind of like a cherry tomato. Uh-huh. Kind of like a, a smaller tomato, but it will keep producing. It's one in, in the business, they call it. An, an indeterminate tomato, which means it'll produce all season, all season. And you'll get all kinds of tomatoes off of it. It's a vining type. You may want to put on a trellis or, or you may want to stake it. But they really it will grow. I've never, I'm going to be honest with you, I've never seen one. But they're saying in the market, um, Matt Lawler, a matter of fact, told us about this. He's the extension agent up in Santa Rosa County. We appreciate it. Um, but he says, um, give them a try because okay. they taste great. They're easy to grow. And, and you know, we talked about putting them on a trellis or a stake or what have you. They're uh, ever what? Um, What's the name of in, them? Indeterminate. Indeterminate. Evergreen. No, I'm, what am I saying? Everglades. Everglades. There you go. Everglades. I'm trying to memorize all this stuff. <laughs> um, Everglades tomato. And what Matt said, what I thought was fascinating, um, it's like a better boy tomato is mm-hmm. the same type of bigger tomato that vines. It's an indeterminate type that keeps blooming and keeps blooming. But he said some people on this Everglades tomato, just let them run on the ground. Really? Let them, just let them vine out on the ground. You just go pick them and eat them. He says they're great. Huh. Anyway, something Thank new. Thank you for something that. New. And if anybody's listening and they are going to plant fall tomatoes and you run across this evergreen, ever. We keep saying evergreen. I know. It's an Everglades tomato. Let us know. And maybe Matt would know. He would, since he wrote the article, Yeah, you know where we could find some of those. Do you have a favorite, like, vegetable that you like to grow personally? Well, I like, I do, well, yes, no question. I just like the small cherry tomatoes. That's what you like, yeah. I, I put them in a big pot. I, I put a, a tomato cage uh, yeah. put, and put it on there and let it run in that. And, and you can walk by, pick them, and eat them. They're just I tried to grow tomatoes, but the bugs got to them. And well, and that's why the fall, in the fall, mm-hmm. you might have better luck. So, okay. So you, may, so you may want to try that. I like to grow some herbs, you know, cooking mm-hmm. herbs, you know, parsley, sage, rosemary, right. thyme, all of that. Um, plant the ones that you use, oregano, basil, that type of thing. Um, they're so easy. Rosemary. Yeah. So I, rosemary I, I, is my favorite yeah, herb. It gets so, the it's smell so easy of rosemary, to grow. Yeah. So good. Just put them in the sun, keep them watered. Little fertilizer, maybe you don't even have mm-hmm. to do that sometime, and um, you can have all the herbs you ever needed to cook with. I love it. That's yeah, amazing. No, please, now I want to go fun. plant something. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> well, we'll work. So on I that. can watch it die. We'll work on that fall water. garden for you. There you go. <laughs> if you have a question, get them in. We have a few more minutes left. Welcome back. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Who is that? that I should know. I should is, know, and I don't know. 
Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs. You've told me about them. We've talked about them. Yeah. Yes, we have. Exactly. Yes, it was great. Um, that great. is from Dirty Dancing, the movie. Yeah, great 60s music. Yes, that's what it is. I like the 60s. Oh. I like a lot of their songs. Um, if you have a question or comment, you want to send us a picture gardening question, we have a couple more minutes. 437-1620. We'd be happy to hear from you this morning. Um, you want to do a quick lightning round? Yes, let's do it. Okay, let's do it real quick. Um, weed killing in your yard. Don't do it. Too hot. It's too hot. Just don't do it. Okay. Um, we can talk about when to put on your pre-emergence and your post-emergence on mm-hmm. in another show. But for today, if you thought about doing it, don't. Um, be careful of your sod webworms. Remember, it's the little moths that are flying around. Yeah, we talked about that. They're about, oh, about uh-huh. knee-high. They're fluttering around. Once they're there, you have the potential, it's not for sure, of getting sod webworm damage in your yard. Check it every day day okay you'll get brown spots and you'll have a few little bit of grass coming up in the brown spots and they'll have notches on them mm-hmm. where those little worms have eaten pruning azaleas get to it because we've got to get that done because remember they're going to set their color set their buds for 2024 usually in july really so, and here we are wow so, so let's do it um mulching um a lot of the mulch quite honestly mine has in some areas is kind of washed away because of all the rain and the wind and what have you. Um, go back and get your mulch put on your plants. Mm-hmm. Be careful, especially with citrus, that you don't put the mulch up the trunk. In other words, leave a little area, bare ground around the trunk, mm-hmm. then mulch around it to, one, keep the moisture in and hopefully keep the weeds out. Feed the birds. Feed the birds. They're hungry. <laughs> and the reason I say that is next week. August the 1st. August the 1st. So um, we have, have another week. Jim Brady and his crew from the um, Weston, Francis Weston Audubon, Audubon Society, Society yes. are going to be here. I saw Jim. Did the you? Other day and told, told him how excited we were about him coming on the show, and he's excited to do it. Yay. So, I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to it. Oh, we're going to ask him where the hummingbirds are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering the same thing. Where did they go? Where did they go? Tammy, it's been fun. Thanks. I love it. Thank you, Mike, for joining me this morning. We have more to come here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We have Pro Health coming up next, so a really affordable way to get health care, so you don't want to miss out on that. We have a news update from our newsroom.